Pennsylvania here, we share computers. Um, we got one per village. <laughs> Gotta go past the pasture to get to it. All right, this guy's thing is actually pretty funny. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm watching it now. It's yeah. uh, there's some angry people throwing things in their garbage. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm trying to keep up my intake of food since I've lost so much weight. Mm. So I was trying to munch real quick and get some food in me. Get some good fiber. Gotta get them honey bunches of oats. It was actually frosted mini wheat strawberry. So fans. Were uh, they dehydrated strawberries? It's just uh, strawberry frosting on the top of it is all. Okay, that's acceptable. So. Um, I just bought some. What are they called? They're um shreds. They're really big oh, and yeah. they're chocolate <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> I'm very proud of my shreds. Shreds. So, all right, um, Max and everybody else, I gave you that uh, picture of uh -huh. the uh, facility. Um, and we, of course, didn't play last week because of sickness. Sorry. Can't help that. It's okay. Uh, so why'd you have to go and get sick? Because um, whatever kid gave it to me, I need to just elbow drop him. Oh, man, that was bad. I think as a teacher, <laughs> you're not supposed to kill children. I didn't say kill them. I said elbow drop them. There's a difference. You can survive that. Yeah. Elbow it builds justice. character. <laughs> so, no, I, uh, we got that. Um, what else? Um, last session was more of trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, Tim wasn't here, so he has no clue what's going on. Anybody want to do a recap? Jackie's like, no. Nope. Max? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm entranced by the, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to that later. Yeah. So, oh, the, glitter the, the glitter disperses so nicely. Oh, is that what the glitter bob? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was good. That was a great video. Yeah. Um, Gond uh, was working to figure out where the Sith store their money. Uh-huh. And he ended up having to go to Gond and pay penance for all of his... Uh, sins per se and finally was able to get someone to help him find the Sith bases which stored the money and information about them so that they could then launch simultaneous attacks on each of them in a coordinated strike mm -hmm. and y'all chose one go very poorly <laughs> Because y'all chose one to hit, and I gave you a picture of the facility. Mm -hmm. Because the, the party is hitting one, and everyone else is hitting the others. Correct. That's not what I want. Where's my cheat sheet? Back up. RPG. Stop. And, and thank you for the information on uh, 
that they're they're not surrounded by a whole bunch of other stuff. Correct. That's actually really helpful. Yep. All right, got my cheat sheet ready. I can cheat away, cheat away. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, while we go ahead and go give the uh, mail has already kind of started us off. Give us a force roll, our destiny points. I gotta get that open. So, uh, do we get cheat sheets? Yeah, you read cheat sheets. The Star Wars cheat sheet. Yep. Is there one that's like Gonzo cheat sheet dot PDF? Yep. A hundred percent there is. I know the, the, these things. Right. Yeah, those things. The exact same Max says. Oh, I thought you had special secret ones. Yes, these are in color. <laughs> yeah, mine's in black and white. Oh my gosh, that's probably terrible for the dice. Mm. Well, the dice are just different uh, shapes as well as different colors. All right, Gilbot. Oh man, Gilbert's Gilbot's definitely not stalling to open up this page. Nope, definitely not. All right, worth the wait. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, a lot six, of destiny seven. points this session. Yeah, there there are, yes. And they're a full Eat mixed em. bag. I really Ugh. love the part where he puts all the destiny points up, and then I really hate the part where he flips over a bunch of them. <laughs> There's only three black. Yeah. We have seven total destiny points. That's pretty high. You're gonna need it. I mean, no, sorry, did I say that loud? <laughs> no, no, we already said we're going to need it, so it, it, it's... <laughs> no, Gonzo, you're going to need them. Okay, I'll go ahead and switch them all no. over to black. No, 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 Okay. Um, of course, Tim Mel has been away, so hasn't been anywhere, hasn't done anything since the last time. Um, you've been stuck in the woods, shitting like a bear, and then leaving that and just staying there. So what's going to happen is um, Jackie, Max, and Ethan, uh, Evan, you're going to have to... Um, Figure out what you're going to do with your XP, because you get 7 XP. Yay. And y'all can go and spend that while I work with Tim for a little bit. Uh, maybe we can get Tim caught up a little bit uh, in story-wise. And see what he plans on doing, if he's planning on taking the way of the tree, or saying, screw it. I'm going to pull up Facebook so that me, Evan, and Jackie can plan silently. Yeah, y'all kind of work a little bit on that. Uh, also, plan what you're going to do with your experience points uh, while we work while I work with Tim and get him with his new fresh, awesome hairdo he's got going on. He's styling and profiling. And I'm jealous. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, last we left off, you were stuck in the woods in a small little shack, uh, surrounded by large redwood style, you know, redwood type style trees. Um, you know that the, uh, trees and everything were a sentient type being, 
uh, and they are wanting to try to help you convert over to this new way. Uh, if you're willing to, I'd offer at least training for the le for the the other part of it. But of course, that is all up to you. Um, do you remember anything else? I mean, what what do you? I mean, Mel's been uh, been brought to this place um, by the. Uh, the sort of mysterious Jedi figures. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been reunited with uh, the spirit ghost of um, uh, totally forgotten his name, but uh, the character who served as a bit of a mentor for her. And she's in this place as a bit of a crux because um, her knowledge and understanding of technology has always felt in harmony with use of the Force to her. Uh, and this is a people who are telling her that it's not at least not to their way. Correct. And they haven't done it forcefully or mean or hateful or anything. They're just telling you that there are other ways. Mm -hmm. And they want to see if you can fit within the order of Udbanar. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, Mel's probably open-minded enough to be willing to try it. <coughs> Although she's, uh, she's afraid and she's pretty reluctant. I mean, one of the things is that she's literally using a brain enhancer right now. Um, surgically implanted into her own head a piece of technology that um, she's uh, she's having trouble trusting her own sense of identity because if she's able to reason her way into being comfortable without the use of technology and then she ceases to have the technology that enabled her to make those decisions uh, there's a bit of a paradox there but uh, yeah I think uh, you know at, at this stage <coughs> just sort of listening to you know the the trees and um, kind of definitely have a belief that her personal mores and the sort of crisis that she's found herself in is sufficiently large that any kind of acquisition of power, as long as it doesn't come at the cost of the galaxy that she wants to return the world to, is worth a compromise of her understanding of things. Um, it's okay to do something that might not be her ideal version of self if it furthers the path of good and gives her the tools necessary to defeat the Sith that she's so afraid of. Okay. Well, there's, uh, like, obviously there's something kind of complicated going on there because, like, you know, she doesn't want to just, like, do this because the same logic could be used to, like, why doesn't she just bust out a bunch of dark side powers? Correct. Why doesn't she just become a Sith herself and take them down? Um... So she's not sure if the Udbanar way is the way she wants the galaxy to look. So that's kind of what she's struggling with. Yeah. Turn on my heater, sorry. Which is okay. That's the reason why they're here is to see what you know what you are willing to do if you're willing if you want to, if this is a way that's appropriate for you or if it's a way that is not an appropriate path for you. Um but they do request that you stay here and find out, and they will come and get you within probably a month's time. Okay. Uh, so you get pretty much one month of study. Um, during this time, uh, of course, first day you're kind of uneasy because you're in a place that you've never been before. Um, you have not done anything whatsoever. 
Um, there's just, you know, it's just pretty much a bed and, you know, a, a small cooking area. Uh, you know, like a fire pit. And that's pretty much about it uh, in here. Uh, a few shelves and stuff like that, but nothing, you know, crazy. Um, so they are happy to leave you where you're at. Um, and of course they take everything pretty much electronic from you before you go in and you're sitting, waking up on your first full day of being part of this new planet. So, um, Mel's a couple of cybernetic implants. Uh, what happens to them? That's a different story. <laughs> they can't, they're not going to rip it out of your body and go, well, look, you died. Well, shit, you're not going to make it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're still functioning. Like she's still able to, she doesn't go brain dead. No, she doesn't go brain dead. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's, uh, that's useful. Um, cool. Uh, so, Malokia is going to, you know, she takes some time in prayer and meditation. She sort of listens to the the heart and the soul of the space for a while. But uh, pretty quickly, she gets a little bit antsy. Um, she's part of a generation of kind of plugged-in kids, and she's uh, spent most of her existence able to just grab a data pad or start tinkering with something or work on a kind of technological puzzle. And she's feeling a little bit fidgety without those things readily at hand, so she gets up and she leaves the kind of cabin space and starts to wander in the forest. Okay. Uh, you notice that the, the forest is actually quite peaceful. I mean, there's not like any large growling bird, you know, growling birds. Well, fuck. Uh, growling animals or anything crazy going on. Uh, it's your standard type, you know, you hear, you know, a chirp here, rustle here, but nothing, you know, brings out any paranoid or crazy feelings. Okay, she's just going to kind of, you know, do the thing she was doing before where she sort of places a hand on a tree and sort of listens to it or talks to it and okay. then walks a little bit and then does the same thing again. Um, she's going to ask, like, you know, how does the Order of Udbinar have any hope of defeating the Sith who've taken over the galaxy and restoring the Jedi Order? Okay. You don't have ships and you don't have uh, weapons. You you uh you sit there and you you know you you pass by and you're 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 questioning you know how is this gonna work what's you know what how are these people going to help you or what can they do and why are they gonna do it um and and as soon as is anytime you touch a tree uh you get the voice in your head uh speaking to you uh and the first thing it says, well, we hope to defeat them because we believe that our way is the better way and better by not as in better than them or better than other people, but better as in we don't use the negative energies used that the Sith use. We typically use our passion of peace, but provoke to war. We will fight for what's right. Um, they come up that we, and everything's done with we, nothing is done with I, um, that we believe that forsaking technology for the most part 
is what is also pushing people to uh, the dark side because they are pushing themselves to go above and beyond what they are supposed to do. Um, and you give that inquisitive look and they're like, yes, we understand. We know you have implants and we know that most lightsabers are run off of technologies. Ours are not. What do you say to someone like me who was born in the wrong shape or in the wrong body and had to use technology to make those changes? We can all change. You feel comfortable in what you are and what you, what you can be. So that doesn't mean that you have to be, what's the best way to put it? Be different enough that it's going to cause a problem. They don't see a problem with who and what you are. They just want to find you a better way to solve the problem. And when the problem, they mean the Sith. They want to give you the information. They want to give you the training and hopefully join their way. Cybernetic implants. We've got ways to fix that. I'm still anxious about it. I, I have a lot of concerns. For one thing, I, I feel like technology has been part of the Jedi story for for thousands of years. The, the Jedi have always worked hand-in-hand hand with advancements in civilization. I, I feel like we're rejecting an understanding of life sciences by practicing your approach. Why... Why don't we want advanced medicine? Why don't we want more sophisticated ways of storing data or collecting knowledge? Well, we didn't say that that was the only way. We didn't say technology was the only way. We just know that there's a better way. A way that we feel doesn't interfere with the natural orders of things. There are ways to record. There are ways to bring about information there's a way there's ways to do things that don't require technology i want you to show me this path because i think it could help us but i i can't make any promises about where i see myself in it yet i need to understand more i, I need to ask more questions and you may ask away what we plan on teaching you is the way of the force that we have worked and we have understood um and that it requires that technology is very limited that even certain things we know don't require the use of technology that the bio and the natural orders of things can get us where we need to go Well, I have anxieties about it, but I'll sleep on it and, and tell you more in the morning. And okay. Mel wanders back toward the sort of cabin space. Um, she's uh, she's going to sort of settle in, 
take a few minutes, sort of imagine the things in her life that require, to, to her way of thinking, technology includes being able to save people with her practice of medicine, the use of things like med packs and stim packs, um, you know, the, the armor that she's, you know, reforged, the, the rebuilding of her lightsaber, uh, even just her analysis and computer work that have felt so much a part of who she is and what she's been from. Um, being a mechanic, obviously working on ships, and she feels to truly embrace the Order of Udbanar. She'd have to, um, if not be reluctant about the use of ships, certainly not interact with the same kind of intimacy with computers and computer programming. And that's that's a difficult pill to swallow. Um, I think Mel's probably going to take some time and use her, her foresight power um, to just kind of sort of imagine the possible futures that could include uh, her membership in this order and compare them to the, you know, the kind of the world uh, if she doesn't okay. and see if, uh, if, you know, one is more likely than the other to help her stop the Sith. Is, is there something in the force that tells her this is needful? Give me a foresee. Sure. That seems like a thing. You three, are y'all are y'all actually plotting? Of yes, course yes, we are. not. Oh. <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> what else would we be using this time for? Okay, making sure. I don't want y'all sitting there being bored. No, no, we're we're discussing things. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> One or everyone could die tonight. I mean, uh, stuff could happen. Really Did you bad say stuff, stuff could happen or what? Sith could happen? No, no, no bad things can happen with the thing we plan on doing. Not a chance. That's honestly the worst that could happen. I mean... Worst case scenario, Malachia still doesn't have reception on the plant planet. <laughs> yep. And she doesn't. <laughs> All right, make it y'all. Yeah, once you figure out what you're gonna do, make sure you get together and we'll discuss it while we work through Mel's bit. Uh, okay, Mel, you sit and meditate for a while, um, and you contemplate your decisions, and you're like, okay, okay. Um, you see a future where possibly, if not finding or not using this, could lead. To some catastrophic catastrophic effects. Okay, I mean Mel's, you know, she's comes out of her meditation still troubled, but a little bit more resolved. Um, and she she gets up in the morning, and she immediately starts into another walk in the forest uh, among the trees. And again, kind of touching them as she steps, talking to them. She says, uh, I cannot say that I feel that if the world was a different place, the Order of Udbanar would have been where I wanted to be. But I've embraced a need to change and 
the urgency of our quest in front of us, and I've been prepared to sacrifice myself. I should equally be prepared to sacrifice the things that have felt important to me, if it makes the world a better place. I am willing to put aside what I've learned and what I've studied to further my connection to the Force, to the Living Force, and to our quest to stop the the Sith. Okay. Um, you do that. Um, as you pass by a tree and touch it, it says, then may we get rid of your cybernetics. Uh, if you can do so without killing me, I'd appreciate that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can do it without killing you. You're not the first. So he goes, just sit back, relax, and lean against us. Mel does as she's asked. Uh, you lay against the tree, uh, one of the big ones, and you feel it start molding up around you. And resting, and you've got, like, branch and bark wrapping around you and you hear this little scurry of chitin feet like bugs coming down from the trees <laughs> you open your eye you know, you, you kind of get that look in your eyes like don't worry we've done this before i and... opt out <laughs> <laughs> nope 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 and you sit there, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you have one of the implants that's on the side of your head. Um, and you feel this, like, kind of, like, wave of tiny little pinpricks all over your head and all over the side of your head. And you kind of look out to your left a bit to, to, you know, you're trying to see what's happening. And you notice, like, like large beetles all over the side of your head. Fear factor shit right here. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah um, Mel does her best to center herself, but she's not not necessarily having a good time. Uh, you sit there and you kind of you, uh, you you know you can def you can it can tell that you're definitely nervous uh, and you know a little hesitant and sense fear. <laughs> um. They, uh, all of a sudden, you says, relax, we will help you. And you see this large bug, kind of like a praying mantis in a way, um, long and slender, uh, but hardened shell and not, you know, kind of not greenish, but a brown. Um, and it's got these barbed, you know, these, you know, scythe hands. And it comes up to your arm, pretty much about where, you know, your elbow is. And it says, this will help you relax. And all of a sudden, this barbed, you feel a slight sting. And all of a sudden, this stinger comes from its uh, hands and comes down into your skin. And you start feeling a little bit more calm. A little bit more relaxed. And you start to fade out. And you close your eyes. And you fall asleep. And then Mel was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gone. Uh, new character, Tim. Go ahead. No. Um, 
you wake up, you're not sure how long you've been under, but you wake up back in your hut. It's, uh, it's a little disconcerting, to say the least. <laughs> um, you wake up back in your hut, and you you feel a little groggy, but not worse for wear type thing. Um, and all of a sudden you see a few insects just kind of get up off of your bed, kind of get up and start climbing out one of the windows. One of them kind of stops and it's the one that had injected you kind of stop and kind of look at you kind of gives like a look and just kind of, you know, gives you a once over and then disappears out the window. Kind of a romance arc. <laughs> yep uh feeling uncomfortable that's basically most of mel's romance arcs. <laughs> um what do you do um i guess mel takes a few moments to take stock she's really uncomfortable and a little bit just sort of shaken up by the experience um shakes a few minutes just to sort of I don't know, guess center herself and remind herself who she is. Um, if it feels natural, she might even slip into a meditation just to, to sort of feel that connection to the space around her. Um, after she feels a little bit more centered, she'll get up, make sure she can still walk and move around and everything. Yep. And uh, you reach up to brush your hair. And you notice that the implants are definitely gone. Um, but you notice that in its place, you feel something else. Something that feels a little bit off. Kind of rough. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of... There are no mirrors here? Like, no, there are no a... mirrors. There are some pools of water if you wanted to, you know, try to go. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a big bug. She's yeah, gonna... it's a horrific bug monster. It's part of your brain now. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna rush outside and go look in a. <laughs> uh, definitely feeling a little upset by the experience. Okay, you rush outside in a panic, and you look down. You kind of you kind of look over, and you're trying to look from the side, and you notice that the part where the implant was. Um, has of course been is gone, but in its place is like a. Um, you, ever, you know what a Japanese beetle is? Where ah. their shells look uh, iridescent and kind of like you know metallic sheen, where it kind of like shifting colors. Do you know what I'm talking Care. about? It's kind of like that right there, um, but it's. There's no blood, there's no pus, there's no nothing, but it's pretty much been formed to the side of your head and is actually, you can actually, when you touch it, you can feel it. You you feel the shell being touched. You've noticed that the shell has a sense of touch and you feel that touch on the shell, not just on your fingertip weird okay um do i feel like this is a like this is a being that i can communicate with directly no no it's not i do i sense like life from this 
attachment? Your own skin. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, I guess Mel's going to spend a few minutes just doing some complicated math. I guess doing something of an internal diagnostic to see if she's she's still kind of operating at her normal high level of uh, intelligence. Everything seems to be okay besides, you know, being a little groggy and, you know, a little shaken up. Everything seems to be working exactly like normal. Yeah. Um, it's gross and it's creepy. Uh, but it's also something that she's kind of, I guess, feeling a little bit more normal about, a little bit more capable. Um, she's going to take a few more minutes in the water and she's going to, like, wash her face and hands and take a minute to appreciate that she's spent a long time being really comfortable with technology and it's left her in this place where she's really uncomfortable with the sort of bio organisms that they are with here. And once she sort of felt a bit more settled and a little bit more in tune, uh, she's going to walk over to the, the trees again, um, put her hands on one of them and say, uh, I'm, I'm ready to learn. Okay. You do that. And, um, Sorry, I needed to type something. You, um, you sit there and says, well, first thing we've got to do is we've got to give you a tool to use. And they direct you through the forest to a pedestal. And there is a cylindrical branch on this pedestal. And it's a pretty thick one. Probably, you know... Big enough to wrap your hand around comfortably. And it's got a tapered end on one side and an open end on the other. All right. Um, what am I supposed to do with this? What? I, I don't understand. Pick it up and use it. She'll pick up the branch. Feeling a little skeptical. It starts to kind of hum in your hand a bit. You can feel it kind of vibrate. Just going to look at it a little skeptically, a little quizzically. Um, but she's going to kind of make motions as if to step through the forms of her understanding of the lightsaber. And you kind of start feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. And all of a sudden, it glows. And it produces a blade that is white and purple. I mean, Mel raises her eyebrows at it and looks a little unsure and uncomfortable, but uh, she continues to move through the forms, uh, sees if, if she can will it to sort of um, have its blade appear or disappear like she would a lightsaber, just initially just sort of making the motion as if it had a button on it, but eventually trying to do that just kind of with the thought or the idea. It works pretty much the same that you think. Okay. Um, she's going to keep, uh, you know, keep practicing her forms, making uh, all of the uh, 
the same motions as she would before, sort of steadying the, the steps. Um, just getting comfortable. Okay. Uh, you notice that it, it works pretty much and feels exactly like a saber. Nothing pretty much is wrong with it. Uh, maybe it feels a little bit weird because it's made from a branch or, you know, bark type. But it doesn't hurt to hold or, you know, move. Okay. Um, you know, Mel's going to practice its use. Uh, I mean, she's kind of loath in the space to, like slice into a tree or something but she's going to see if she can find an area where there's maybe some fallen branches or dead leaves and she can test the, like the efficacy of the weapon against that kind of detrius uh you go to hit the tree with it and it bounces sorry not not actually hitting a tree like just hitting some like dead yeah branches. like a dead branch you hit try to okay. hit that bark and it and it, it doesn't cut through the the bark You hear, gonna just... you hear this as, yes, there's a reason why you can't cut through that. Care to share? It's of the same, and it's saber-resistant. There's obviously a lot you're going to have to teach me. I, uh... What... Does this weapon work? Am I going to be poorly served taking it into battle? Oh no. It'll work. Can I build armor of this wood? Yes. If it's saber resistant, it might be useful. Yes. I want to be respectful of your uh, your customs and your time here. Teach me how to, to gather the ingredients necessary and I'll build the armor. Well, first, you have to forsake all technology. Mel holds her hands outstretched skeptically. I have no cybernetic implants, no lightsaber. You took from me everything technological when I arrived. I've offered to you my practice and my customs. What, what more is required? Well, to be a member... You must forsake all technology. You must walk the peaceful path until it is deemed necessary to bring about violence, a.k.a. the Jedi path. Um, if you were ever to use technology again, knowingly with the intent of bettering yourself, communications, they're, they're, they're understanding on certain things. Uh, but like cyber enhancing, stuff like that, uh, you lose all the benefits and you are forsaken by the order. Can I travel by ship? Oh, yes. We have a ship for you. Will I be able to communicate with the other members of my team? Oh, yes. Then if this is what needs to be done, I, I accept the path with, with glee. Okay. Um, since you have, you are able to build a suit, um, and it will take you a month 
to do all of this. So in this month, of course, they've already done a few weeks. You're going to be, um, I want to, I want to say mind melding, but that's not what I really want to call it. <laughs> you're going to be communicating with the spirits, uh, of the tree. You're going to be communicating with the we of Unbanar, and you're going to learn that everything that they use is powered by either some bio type of form, either a it still has a crystal. The lightsaber still has a crystal in it. Um, everything they make is made out of either a wood or natural material. Uh, your clothes are made from a different material. If you wish to build an armor, they can help you. And it is a suit and it is saber resistant. Uh, not 100%, but it is saber resistant. Um, okay. It... it Protects you against some damage. Uh, until you come up against it, I'm not going to tell you because I want you to experience it firsthand. Um, but pretty much you have to forsake technology. You can't do cyber implants. It's the same Jedi type of way of path of that they've always followed. Um, but any type of technology beyond, like if you pick up a blaster, that's a problem. Okay. Um, you pick up another lightsaber. And there's a difference between you pick up a lightsaber to save your life to pick up a lightsaber and use it, uh, a metal lightsaber to use it in your life. You know what I'm saying? Do they support the use of holocrons? Um, learning from them is not a problem. But, like, anything that would make and put you... You substitute what... The trees, what Ubanar can give you, is a problem. So if you're like, oh, I don't need this wooden lightsaber, you're going to pick up a, you know, because you found, you know, the legendary Vader's lightsaber and are going to use that from here on out, that's a different story. Okay. Um, mechanically speaking, uh, how do I figure out what this lightsaber is like? Obviously, it's different from the one I made for myself. Uh, it actually comes with the same stats as yours right now. Okay. Um, the armor that I can build, is it different from what, I'm, what I've am what i used before? Or uh, It's the same, just some other properties that I'm going to hold off on telling you because I want it yep. to be come in. Uh, keep it the same. Uh, no big deal. Um, and like, you know, you used to, you know, your armor had a protection on it where it would cover your mouth and stuff from everything. Whenever you go to try that out uh you reach up and you know kind of get familiar with where this happens and it's around on your neck and you notice that this carapace and other insect-like parts go around your mouth and nose okay so i i, I believe having worked on this armor and having been taught by them that it'll replicate similar experiences for correct me. It replicates okay. it. It just does it all through... Like a biomatter? Biomatter. All right. We'll make the appropriate notes. And uh, I'm removing all of the gear and equipment that I had that was um, inappropriate. Okay. 
Um, and you start, um, you, they tell you that we have a way to communicate with your team. Uh, if you would like, you may communicate with them and we can show you how. Yes. I would like to, to make sure that they know that I'm, I'm well. They, they teach you to reach at the back of your neck and feel something and you hit that and you feel this device go over your ear. Of an insect-like creature. And you kind of feel a little weird as you feel like something go into your ear. Okay. Um, this, at this point, Maliki has interacted enough with the sort of biomatter material they have that she's not even really uncomfortable with this anymore. She kind of... Um, she sort of started to feel the insect creature's a little bit the same way she feels the living force around her. It's just a manifestation of the kind of life that everything is connected by. Correct. And has started to even kind of imagine interacting with them the same way she'd interact with a computer. She sort of treats those biomatter creatures as things that you have to give a little bit of reverence to so you don't, you know, break them down, but that can be gently manipulated into helping her. Correct. Uh, so when this when this happens, she has a kind of sense of comfort that she didn't have even a few weeks before, and she tries to use it to communicate as if she would a communicator. Um, her interaction with technology is very, very intuitive, but it's based on a lot of reason and understanding. Her interaction with this technology, if it can be described as such, isn't nearly as born of understanding of those things, but it does function in a kind of similarly intuitive way. She kind of just reaches out to a place where she expects those tools to be, and thus far it has felt like they're there. Um, at the end of this month time, you may increase your force level by one. Okay. For free. Sweet. Don't know how to do that, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> uh, she'll reach out to her companions and see if she can communicate with them. Um, Wouldn't this be in the middle of Gan's month of uh, penance at this point? Uh, it it would be by the time she is done doing her training, it is near the time for y'all to go and do your heist. Okay. Because um, it takes a while for her to redirect mm -hmm. her mind from going, oh, I need a screwdriver. No, I don't need a screwdriver. <laughs> oh, I need a spanner. No, you don't need a spanner. Um, if I could just blast... No, you don't need a blaster. So it's near the end of the time that y'all have finished your thing and you're a few, you're about a week to a week and a half away from going and jumping onto this heist. Of course, you don't know where they're at, Mel. Okay. Um, Mel's going to sort of see if she can connect with them by a communicator, if she can reach out and talk to them. You can hear him. You click him up and you, you're able to contact. Uh, Gan, do you hear a familiar voice come in and you hear that it is uh, Mel's voice? Mel, this one is pleased to find you well. Thank you. I... 
I have a different understanding of how the world works, but I'm ready to return. The the Jedi here have taught me much, and I wish to return and insist in our quest. This one thinks you would be perfect for helping on this next quest. Job. I'm glad. <laughs> Not quest. Sorry. Well, I'm glad to help. This one believes that you have abilities that could prove quite useful. Well, we'll see about that. But uh, you, you may find my limitations imposed by recent changes uh, affect that. But I'm happy to help in whatever ways I can. Uh, send me your coordinates and I'll find my way there. Gand, uh, Gand, Gand sends uh, her the coordinates as if she was talking via some computer. Okay. You do. I'm assuming that my end, I don't have to do anything special. <laughs> no. Flawless integration. I mean, they've had a long time to work on it. <laughs> no, you're able, you're able to send the coordinates to where you're at. No big deal. Okay. Uh, Mel says, excellent. I will join you soon. And she's going to return to the uh, the Udbanar trees and say, I need to help my friends. How can I do that? The ship's waiting. Go outside, the, outside where you normally are. Where you were dropped off. Very well. She'll, um, she'll do that. Okay. Uh, you go out to the clearing where you originally were dropped off, and you notice that there's not a ship there. There is what looks like a amalgamation of a tree and chitin type vehicle. But not your typical starship type thing. Well, uh, again, at this point, despite the the lack of experience with it, Mel's grown more and more confident. Um, she jumps up into the ship and she starts preparing. To take As off. you jump in and you sit down, the ship starts to meld around your body and starts locking into your skin. Ew, I bet it's warm. And it's gooey. <laughs> it's moist. It's moist. <laughs> the greatest word in the world. Inside the uh, plugs for an Evangelion. <laughs> yep. Um, well, we're we're in it now, folks. Uh, <laughs> Mel uses the, the best sense she can to kind of control the ship. And she makes an effort to send it into the air. Uh, it starts to feel a little familiar after a bit, and you get up in the air and you fly. Okay. Uh, she will head to her companions, see if she can't help them. Okay. 
um, you head and all of a sudden uh, you, you get to where it is and Gan, you're having a weird radar blip coming in. The pattern, the signal is nothing you've seen before. Gareth, you see this too. Gareth, scramble the fighters. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably nothing. We just need to check to make sure. And there, there is nothing quite like visual confirmation. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Mel, you're coming up on this, and all of a sudden, you're coming up on the coordinates, and you start seeing blips on your radar. Five ships coming towards you at a very fast pace. Can we radio towards be it? Can we be like... Confirm identity. This is uh, open me a general channel. Open this one a general channel. Sorry, he would have said this one player screwed up. It's okay. Um, and working real hard on and that. And Gilbot's there too. Gilbot, open this one a general channel. Aye aye, Capitan. Boop beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> the boop beep boop just did it. Uh, you got a general. You got a. Is the Gand in charge of the rebel fleet? Identify yourself or be targeted by our fighters. You hear this come over your comms, of course. Um, Mel radios back, or at least imagines she's radioing back, and goes through all of the appropriate motions, assuming that the rest will be taken care of, and says, uh, "Gant, it's Melokia." Um, the means of transportation of the Udbinar are a little unusual, but don't be afraid. I'm here to help. Fighters, peel off. Escort Malokia to the hangar. You, uh... They are kind of taken back whenever you... They're like, hmm. Sir, this is not a ship. <laughs> then it's not a threat. If it's a piece of space debris, we can just move out of the way. Oh. Okay. I was going to land the piece of space debris in the hangar. <laughs> it could be a bomb. Sent up there. It's a bomb with Gilbot's voice. Bring, bring... Bring Gareth. We will go down and meet this bomb together, man. Aye, aye, Capitan. Um. Admiral, I have a fleet. This one has a fleet. <laughs> Captains have one ship. I did not know that. I will save that. Aye, aye, Admiral. Um, Gilbot, go ahead and follows instructions and gathers Gareth. I okay. feel like Gand doesn't have much of a sense of irony. And Gilpot only has a sense of irony. <laughs> That's probably true. Okay. <laughs> um, you, this thing that is shaped like a spaceship has, you know, thrusters and all that stuff. Uh, and landing gear lands, but it is made out of 
a biomass of trees and bark and so on and so forth. I hope there's like a bunch of little bugs, whether it be astromech droids. <laughs> Just crawl out and repair the surface of the ship during battle. No. <laughs> they can make you like little dinners. I think they are the little dinners. <laughs> uh, Mel hops out of the, the biomass. Hopefully it disconnects from her as she does so. This one is reminded of Zonoma Selkoth, which made living ships in the distant past. Yeah, this is uh, this is basically the same as that. Mel says, completely unaware of what Candace talking about. <laughs> uh, you see Mel get out of the ship. The cockpit opens up, pulls it, pulls the back, and you see Mel stand out. Mel, would you Mel. like to describe what you look like? <laughs> are, are you ready to fight, Seth? So Mel's wearing kind of robes uh but they're more green and look like like you know the coloration they could be woven out of like a like a soft knitted moss um spoiler they actually are um there's uh kind of the battle armor she was wearing before structurally similar but it's uh it's made from what looks like maybe a hard wood or or maybe some kind of a like a dark metal um, it's got a bit of a sheen to it, but it could just be a polish. Um, you know, she, she looks a little bit different. Like she spent a long time kind of staring for a long ways, uh, at something very, very far away and has only slowly started to, to see it in clear focus. Um, she's got her hood up on this sort of robe and, uh, her hair pulled kind of forward and tightly around her face. She says, Gand, it's good to see you again. You as well. How have things been here? Gareth, report. Gareth's kind of just like... Like, looking at Malokia, like... Gareth? You're different. <laughs> like, Gareth. what? We left you in charge for a while. Report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um... We have uh, lost some people, but gained supplies and ships. Um, we did a bit of a supply run slash ambush on a isolated Sith base. We took some casualties, but managed to scrounge up some supplies and ships. This one has been planning a coordinated assault on five Sith bases after finding their locations from help after having reconnected with his spirituality and atoning for his brashness to those better than him. However, th this mission does need someone with your combat skills. I'm happy to help on the mission, but the path I walk now holds combat as a place of last resort. I'm, 
I'm happy to go and serve as a protector or make sure that, that the people involved are not hurt, but I don't that, that avoid... That fine. Th this one is more concerned about someone who can reflect blaster bolts. Mel smiles. He says, despite the path I walk, I believe I still have some capacity on that matter. Very well. Shall we? We, we are hitting the Sith banking establishment. <laughs> Where it hurts, I see. Well, I'm happy to help. Come up to the uh, main uh, briefing area. I will explain everything. This one will explain everything. Lucky that other gam isn't around right now. <laughs> I will escort you in case you have lost your bearings of this location. Mel smiles at Gilbuck says, thank you. It's very thoughtful. You're welcome. I am so happy to see you today. Last time we were together, my offspring was murdered. I this remember way. that. <laughs> uh, that was deeply upsetting. I'm sorry. <laughs> well then. Gareth, follow me. Uh-huh. Gareth's gonna, like, poke the weird wooden spaceship, like, and then follow. <laughs> you kind of poke it, and you're like, it's hard. It's weird. How do trees fly? <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, how long have they been able to and didn't tell you? <laughs> Why did no one tell me trees could fly? <laughs> you never asked the trees. They were totally willing to tell you. <laughs> All you have to do is ask. It's true. I have never asked a tree if it could fly. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go follow Gan now. Where does Gan want to go? Okay, Don is going to a room that is not dissimilar from the uh, room in Return of the Jedi, where all of the people are there while Mon Mothma and Admiral Akbar are explaining how this fight, how this attack on the Death Star is going to work. Luckily, no Bothans died to get us this information. <laughs> this joke goes over Gilbot's head. This joke was made out of character, so of course <laughs> it go over Gilbot's head. Alright, so what is your plan, Admiral? Man... It, the plan is simple. We are going to hit five Sith bases simultaneously. Each of them is in an open area, so we're going to send in six fighters, two bombers, and a sh shuttle. The shuttle will have the land team. The two bombers will take out the walkers and anything that can fly. The fighters will be there to support the shuttle and the bombers. As soon as the land team is 
on the ground. The bombers will leave. The fighters will stay and give air support for as long as necessary. The land team will break into the building that stores the money, take it onto the shuttle, and then escape. Okay, repeat the last part. Hold on. I feel like no one discussed this plan with me. <laughs> it was all in the chat. It was. I mean that in character. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, we just, we just discussed this in chat. What, where, where did you want me to repeat from? Uh, I heard bombers and stuff, but how are you getting in, or what are you doing there? Okay. The bombers are taking out the walkers and anything that they anything that's not flying. Okay. Defense-wise. The shuttle's going to land on the landing pad. That's where the heist team is going to... In, is going to use as their means of entrance to the base and their extraction. Okay. The uh, heist team is then going to break into whichever building stores the money. Which is the main one. Yep, the main one. I assumed that one was an outbuilding, one was the main one. They just weren't labeled on the map. Correct, yeah. Uh, they will break into the main building, get the money, and haul ass to get out of there. Okay. The bombers will leave after the ground team is on the ground. Okay inner hyperspace, gone. Uh, the fighters are going to stay around and give air support until the shuttle leaves, and the fighters and the shuttle will leave together. Okay. Alright. Talk with your team. How are y'all going to do it once you get there? Ideally, you would have maps inside of these buildings. But each team is going to have several, uh, uh, a pair of soldiers at least, someone who is good with computers, and uh, someone who's good at stealing things. I am literally comprised of computers, so I feel pretty confident about this. That, that, is why the, uh, that is why on the team that I'm in, you're the computers expert, and Gareth and Mel are going to be uh, the soldiers, and I will be Mr. Sticky Fingers. Mel is happy to protect people's endeavors, and... Feel like I should have taken more combat skills. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth, you're pretty shooty. <laughs> Do you replace that O with an I? Maybe. <laughs> actually two O's. <laughs> Gareth is also not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully... Hopefully... The computer expert can slice the doors. Uh, and then it's a matter of 
getting into the vault, which hopefully the stealing expert can do. That it's just a matter of hover platforms and credits to the ship. Everyone should be able to hold their own in combat, but having two people that are dedicated to it at least, if not three, will make everyone's lives easier. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right. What do y'all tell me what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and when you want to do it? We got about 30 or so more minutes left in this session. Can everybody die by then? I mean, uh, get through. I, I was, I was, thinking, <laughs> I don't know if there's enough time to do this. We may have to, we have to, we have to put it on the top, but I definitely, but uh, it's okay. What do we you want to do? We have enough time to get inside and run into a problem and then cut for next week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's about, but the thing is though, I know for a fact I'm going to be somewhere without internet next week. Yeah, next week is actually by, by next week. I mean, not next week because the next week is Christmas Eve. So yeah, I'm somewhere without internet next week, and I am somewhere without internet the week after Sorry. that. Next week on Tuesday is actually Christmas, but the week after is December or January first. So uh, Evan will be asleep still. Yeah, at seven p.m. But yeah. I guess we'll play again on the eighth. Is the eighth yeah. keen date for folk? The eighth is a good day for me. To okay. The... Well, is everybody? Unless, can, or is there? Can we play on the second? Uh, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. So you're still out in the middle of nowhere. So. I, I'm in the middle of nowhere until like the fifth. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I could play on either the eighth or the ninth because I don't have night maps in the spring. Okay. We can go back to doing on Wednesday if that's better with everybody. That that, that works for me. Or do we want to stay schedule, Tuesday? So whatever Tim says. I've kind of moved everything around to, to make Tuesday? the Tuesdays work. That's right. No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. We, we can still do Tuesdays. That's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can do any day. Aw. Jackie, you just <laughs> make that sound sad. <laughs> No, I live that first shift life. Oh, man, it is not sad at all. <laughs> I get home for lunch. That sounds lovely. <laughs> it is. Okay. All right, know, what do you want to do? Person. Let's go wreck some Sith face. Yep. All right, so you're going to fly out there. You're going to try to coordinate all these attacks at once. Five, five attacks. Oh. All right. Um, I don't think we're involved with the. Well, we're, we're just saying like, go, and then yes. they're on their own, right? Yes. Like yep. they're 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 on their own. They're they're all gonna die horribly. So. But still, <laughs> no, we, we have destiny points. It's okay. Oh. More destiny points to make sure the other four groups come out okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then us get totally screwed over by him having seven dark side points. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Please go right ahead. All right, so let's see how your le how your leadership skills are. 
First thing you're going to do is you're going to send in bombers, correct? It, it, it's almost everything at once. Correct. But your first wave is bombers, so you need to make one leadership check to make sure that you can try to get everybody co coordinated just right. Okay. How horrible is this uh, difficulty level? Um, let's go with... Oh, too far. A hard. So three. Not bad. You got a couple advantages out of it. Um, I really wanted to mark skill. Hey, but I forgot. Where is it? Uh, leadership advantages affect Maybe subjects. It's used to affect bystanders. Yeah. Not really helpful here. You notice that one of them has problems right off the bat. Uh, our bombers are having mm -hmm. problems. They're late. They're not going to get there in time. We're close enough. It's going to be fine. The big thing is to make sure that they don't know where to send Harbinger. Well, we're, we're, we're behind by like 20 minutes. They would have had to have sent Harbinger already to get there in time, hopefully. Oh. What was... Oh. <laughs> That's very reassuring. He's just having some white noise issues. No, right. I think that was him making white noise, saying that the that whole group is dead. Uh, go ahead for another leadership role. See how the planetary attack goes. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, uh, Tim? I I mean, planetary attack is going to go great. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, Malika didn't even get to take off her moss boots yet before, like, she's in more conflict. <laughs> I mean, I, if you guys think that, like, like your clothes are made of breathable materials, wait till you're wearing literal breathing materials. Okay. Uh, you got a couple of successes. Uh, you do know that a few bombers were destroyed in the process. Um, <laughs> and... If it's under 30%, one of your bombers. Ready? Okay. Wasn't one of your bombers. Because another bomber was destroyed trying to get through. Alright, how long are you going to let this go through until you drop yourself in? It's... Pretty much right behind it? Yep, right get behind Give me a leadership roll to see how everybody else does, too. Goes off, no problem. Nice. You get the uh, leadership. Uh, everybody's coordinated, even the people that were behind or 
back on schedule that you think. Um, no other chatter besides the normal of everybody, you know, go, 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 go. Um, how is your piloting skill? Are you piloting this or is someone else piloting it to give, come down? Uh, Gand is probably piloting. Give me a piloting roll, uh, a hard difficulty. Just checking my, uh, skill again. Anything you want to do with any of those? Uh, one second. Skills. Oh, excuse me. I can take an additional maneuver action while continuing to pilot the vehicle. Okay. Sick. What that means for this situation? Uh, you're flying in and blaster fire and, you know, everything else is coming off. And all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, as you see one of the a fighter come near you is blown up and is making its way towards you. As in the debris and the rest of the ship is coming towards your ship. This is where you can use your maneuver. Restart maneuver here. Yeah. So, standard difficulty with a maneuver to get out of the way. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. I got mute. Better than two threat, one success. Yeah. I hope I don't die. Wow. Okay. You, we you, haven't you, even gotten to the ground yet. <laughs> so if don't die, your character definitely won't die. You you pull it over and dodge out. You get hit by some stuff. Um, you notice that there's some damage to the ship, but not near as what would happen if you wouldn't have got your maneuver off. Give me one more piloting mm -hmm. skill to come in. Normal or hard? Normal. You land with some difficulty, but you get it down to the ground. What are you going to do? Let me come for you, bad boys, bad boys. All right, guys. We're... Let's go. You kind of broke up there for a second. Uh, all right, guys. We're, we're going to... Pulls out his blaster and drops the hatch door and... Ready to just... Ready to go. I go. Yeah, we go. All right, Run you over. you get out of the ship and you come down, and you are seeing blaster fire going all over the place, up mostly up in the air. Um, to some of the other ships uh, that were flying around, and all of a sudden you notice coming from the main building, you see. A bunch of other Sith, no force using Sith, come out with blasters and are planning on opening fire. Give me an initiative roll. Let me clear everything first real quick. 
initiative is rolled with the difficulty, right? Correct. Okay. This cool. Yes. Gilbot is so cool. Too cool for school. <laughs> There we go. Uh, so you get three activations, so they're one. You may go figure out who's going to go first and do what. I'm going to reset this so it looks clean. Figure out who's going to go. You see roughly about eight or so guys coming out with blasters. checking notes checking damage yeah i'm checking my blasters right now um bell has yeah. no blasters uh, how do i <laughs> increase my uh wound threshold in uh, a sky jedi uh you delete your character and re-put it in oh. i had to do that same thing cool gareth is gone okay so i have two medium blasters would you consider these guys to be a medium distance from us uh, yeah, they're about medium. Okay. Well, if we're still figuring out initiative, um, I have lightning fast, computer 98, not in the summer reflexes, so I'm going to try to run and shoot at the closest opponent. What did any of what you just said mean? <laughs> I assumed it was like millennial meme talk. <laughs> millennial meme talk. Which made me surprised you didn't understand it, Evan, because you're a millennial meme as well. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't doubt that for a second, but also... I'm I didn't just... understand it, and uh, I'm in that generation, too. I mean, so, so, so am I. I'm just being facetious, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jackie, you're going to go first, uh, using uh, one maneuver to get up. Oh, come back, Jackie. False alarm, guys. <laughs> Did we decide while I was gone how fast that actually is? Eleven. Okay. You, 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 it's up to you whether you want to go first or not. That's how it always is. You decide amongst the group who's going first, second, you, third. You, you can go first. I've decided I'm going first. I'm shooting. I'm shooting my guns. Let me look at my stat here. It's been a while since I shot somebody. It's been a while since any of us shot somebody. Uh, standard difficulty. Standard difficulty. Alright, there is my potentially first of two shots. I have two guns, but I don't know, inherently know if I have, like, dual blaster abilities. Nope. I 
I believe you have 11 blaster abilities. I agree with that statement. I do recall having 11 blaster abilities now that you say it. Yeah, it's, you know, you just need the reminder. Add extra arms so you can do that whole Grievous thing. Oh, you guys could have modified me like this. We had months to prepare. That's right. <laughs> None of us have that ability. You know that, right? Oh, no. that ability, that ability has it. now uh, <gasps> given it up to uh, lead a more peaceful life. Man, yeah. she's going to give me four Pinocchio noses instead of arms. Yep. I'm all about the Pinocchio noses now. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> opportunity. All right, uh, you shoot. Uh, what's the damage of your blaster? The damage of my blaster is uh, five. Okay. Uh, you hit the guy. He kind of stumbles back a bit, comes right back up a little bit. Ugh. Next. Comes back up. Is there any, like, rubble or debris from the bombing that you can get, that someone can get behind for cover? Oh, yeah, there's, there's stuff around the area. It's not just complete open space. Uh, Gand is gonna go for cover and then shoot. Go for it. Shooting new person or person that's been hurt already? Uh, maintain fire discipline. I think that means the same person. Same person. Same person. I don't know a lot about discipline, but I do know about fires, and that is how that works. You shoot and it goes right past them. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing, but I have to close to short distance because that's how long my pistol goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you use uh, an action to move up and go ahead. Gun. Pew, pew. Double or it's nothing. Like... Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I have the best version of it now too. How did you upgrade it? I upgraded it. Now it also oh doubles. So um, excited! So. It's just two purple, right? Yes, in a difficult So, one red and one purple. Double or nothing! <laughs> I got eight advantage! But got you want to flip no a destiny point to re-roll it? Um, actually, I'm going to re-roll... I can re-roll a, a number... Uh, hold on. Let me read exactly what the ability says. Ah, you know what? No, I'm not going to use my once per game. Like, once per... In, is it encounter? Flip it it is encounter. Reroll the whole thing. Or just reroll some dice. I'm going to reroll uh, the yellow die and the green die. Okay. So, I cancel out that and just have... Nothing. One, one advantage that doubles to two. Yeah. I'll clear my strain. Okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. You dive and make a leap for it, and they're like, whoa, yeah. Oh. All right. They're going to take some shots, one at each of you. We will go with Gareth first. Nah, B. Nah. Center blasters. Shooting. Any uh, defensive bonuses I need to know about before I roll? I have ranged defense. You have what defense? One ranged defense. So it changes... A purple into a red. Yep. 
Ready? I'm hiding behind a box. I said that, I think. <laughs> Shit. You get hit. Boom. Take eight points of damage. I have three soak. Yep, subtract it out. We are going to use that one advantage to give the next guy a bonus. Shit. It's <laughs> a lot of damage. <laughs> Uh, gonna give the next guy a blue die. Gand, any range defense? I have two range defense. Two reds. He gets a blue. And roll. Okay. You see this blaster fire go off? And it hits off behind him, behind you, and hits something else that explodes in the distance. And Jackie, do you have any range defense? Uh, do I have range defense? Does she ever? Oh. Do I ever? I don't think I do. Like, <laughs> like my character sheet would say, like you have range defense somewhere. I assume. Yeah. So you know we're at the bottom wounds, right corner. It says like brawn and agility and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you've got wounds, strain, and then defense. Oh, it's it's multiple zeros. Uh, Gareth, did you take the taking cover maneuver? I feel like I might get shot at. I said I run behind a cover and then also. Shoot, I don't know if there's like that ca that qualifies as taking the action going to cover. Okay, can I do both of those? Like, can I do the thing and shoot? At the cost of two strain. Uh, shooting is separate from doing a maneuver. Right, but he had to close to short distance to shoot his gun. Yeah, but he could take a second maneuver to take cover, which would mm -hmm. be two strain. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll note that down for next time. Yeah, so I, I didn't note it either, and so I just wanted to make, make sure. All right. Uh, you sit there, and you, you're, like, running out there, leaping and shooting your blasters, and all of them's one of them's going, I got that piece of shit droid. And seven, eight, nine, ten damage. Oh. 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 Because you ran out in the open. Uh, Gilbot uh, grabs her stomach area and knocks on it twice and is still alive and takes a bunch of damage with some soak. <laughs> Alright. And... Mel? Just, uh... So Mel's seen these people shoot to kill her friends. Yes. So she feels like this is the sort of circumstance that warrants offensive yes. attack. Correct. Uh, you know, old Mel would just charge into combat presumptively, but uh, the slightly new, wiser Mel is willing to let a couple of shots be exchanged first and give them an opportunity to preemptively express that they are not intending violence. Uh, she now does intend violence. She draws what appears to be just sort of a piece of wood, uh, which ignites into a lightsaber, closes the distance between her foes and strikes for the heart. As you're going up there, I'm going to shoot you before that because I have one more shot. Sweet. Uh, any range defense? Uh, two. Two. 
Mel good at this. Well, she's kind of just the defensive class of Jedi. The one that's like really good at protecting mm-hmm. people. Okay. You sit there and you're like, you like bring out your saber and go and light it up and start walking, you know, kind of with a purpose. And this blaster fire shoots at you and it hits and then ricochets off. And when it hits you, it kind of ripples a iridescent type of green on your body. Mel does her best to look wholly unfazed by the experience and kind of like glances down for a second and sort of just like smiles at them a little bit with a bold sort of confidence uh, and continues to close the distance. She's basically running, but she's doing it in a really kind of intimidatingly relaxed way. Okay. You may go ahead and strike. Oh, the proverbial iron is hot, as they say. Uh, do they have any melee defense? No. They all die. <laughs> One of them dies. Oh, come on. There's a triumph in there. That's got to be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> he gets yeah. to describe it. It's his, not mine. Uh, so Mel, normally she's got the very, like, sort of jumping, landing, kind of blocking style with the sort of one final strike. Um, this time you see her behavior is a little bit different. Uh, she walks in really, really confidently, really, really sort of slowly. And then the last couple of paces before she gets to the group of, um, you know, people firing shots at her are like, she's still walking, but somehow it's, it's sped up. Like it's in faster motion. She closes the distance at an aggressive speed walk. Lightsaber levels off straight as if to sort of point forward in a duelist stance to the, uh, person she's antagonizing and then she just like steps forward urgently and spins around in a flourish and a bunch of bodies fall down closer examination reveals they've been hit by a lightsaber but from a distance it looks like they just fall and she just barely moves you strike one strike them Um, next initiative there are still quite a few more out there Oh. Should we keep the same turn order, or would you guys like to mix it up? I think Mel should get to combo strike. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Mel can go again. She's into that. She's going to give herself an advantage on this roll with her previous one. Uh, yeah, she'll give everyone advantage. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 damage. Uh, another guy just kind of falls over in two pieces as it screams as it's going down. She's got kind of like a half smile on her face, like a kind of wise, stoic glee at her newfound intensity of purpose. Next. Y'all have two more actions before I get to go. Me, me, uh, me, me, me. To level his blaster, one of them, and, and shoot, and then and take cover. Shoot and take cover. Okay. And he's going to see what I can do. 
I'm going to give a one of them a disadvantage because they're being shot at. Okay. You wanted to go, Jackie? Do you? Yeah, but he's dying <laughs> over here. Um, uh, Gilbot uh, witnessed Mel's actions. Uh, stoic and very cool, and she suddenly realized what the word badass means, and she wants to really impress Mel, so she jumps out from her cover area, actually I don't think she was in cover, and uh, shoots at one of the guys and tries to make it pretty wild looking. <laughs> you hit one, quite solid, he falls back, but as he falls back, uh, an explosion happens off near you, and forces you into cover. Uh, Gilbot takes the explosion pretty well. Makes sure her abdomen area is very safe. Uh, and then takes her cover. Does that explosion cause any uh, internal damage to her? No, it forces you into cover. So you cannot make them. You have to make a maneuver and uh, get out of it. You heard the explosion and instinctively dodged into a hole. Uh the moment of bravery was artificial, just like everything else she's surprised <laughs> of, and she immediately ran for cover afterwards. Alright. Um, all of a sudden, they're sitting there, the other, the other guys start going, they turn to uh, to Mel, and you see two of them look at each other and go, chick, chick, and you hear this, Grenade. Like, do we have an opportunity to take cover, or can I? Can we see the grenade? Like, is it? You see the grenade, (laughs) (laughs) and it lands, and you're like, look down at it, and it just kind of keeps bouncing, and it goes past you and blows up behind you somewhere, as you kind of twirl out of the way, you spin out of the distance. And this grenade explodes off behind you. And Mel doesn't look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Sees the grenade go past, continues to flourish lightsaber. Robes are basically a cape. (laughs) Behind Mel. Jackie, you see this one. You kind of look up and you like kind of peek over and you notice there's a Sith no more than six feet from you. And he raises up a blaster and blows it up. And he's going to spend an advantage. Uh. Uh. I was hoping you forgot about those. No. No. <sighs> uh. You take... You're the one that reminded him at the beginning of this. <laughs> <laughs> take seven damage. And he is oh. going to give... Uh... Uh, blue to one of the guys going to have a negative, so he washes out, and a black to Gareth. So if I already had a blue, then they just it washes out. It washes out. Okay. Gareth, one shoots at you. You said two range defense. This is Gand. (laughs) 
Gand so, has three because one from cover, two from his armor. Gotcha. Do I get some of that armor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blaster fire goes off behind you, uh, blows up around. It gives an advantage to the next guy to shoot Gareth. What's your range defense, Gareth? One. Are you, are you in cover? He hasn't acted yet. I haven't yet. had a turn yet. Oh, oh yeah, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of blanks. He's going to give a black to Mel uh, with that advantage. And Gareth, you take seven damage. Armor, of course, soaks. Okay. Just bad. Um, how many of them left are there like that I can see? In your, in your field of view, four. And how much space is there between me and the door that we're trying to get in? Uh, around medium distance. Ah, that's too far, Gonzo. <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> suffer too strange. How many extra maneuvers can I take with strain? I think that is a once. I think it's once. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll. Uh, Sorry. Continue to take cover where I am. Okay. And double or nothing, shoot a dude. You strained. Da 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 da. Bam. Oh, that's really bad, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to reroll that. <laughs> yeah, you are. I like that it gets doubled, too. That's the best part. Yes. Uh, only, the, only the despair gets doubled. Well, great. <laughs> so does our despair. <laughs> Have you thought about, like, fine. investing some points into the skill to maybe, like, get more dice in the first place? <laughs> no. No, he shoot good. <laughs> He's smart. <laughs> I mean, I know in War Machine we always say better lucky than good, but, like, that can't carry you endlessly. It doesn't hurt to also be good. <laughs> yeah, he <can> put health. <laughs> shoot real good. <laughs> On a lucky day. He's not stressed about it, though. He's like, and, no, 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 I'll get it next time. And, no, 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 I'll get it next time. All it's right. Like, no more next time. Start a new initiative. There are five guys total in the area. Mel. That's more than before. Yeah, <laughs> no, I said four that you could see. Oh, that I can see. Yeah. <laughs> and Jackie and everybody else, uh, figure out what you're going to do. I only have two health, so I will... Oh, I took cover last I'll turn. I'll watch Just it. Yeah, I'll play it out. That was my new maneuver. I didn't move, so I took cover. I remember there, that. There was a Sith nearby? They're all Sith. They're just not oh, okay. force-using Sith. They're like they're like the Sith, like regular type dudes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Mel's just gonna, you know, close the gap between her and one of them. Disable him in a somewhat permanent way. Okay. And I have a black down this In a somewhat one. permanent way. Oh, what's that symbol mean? The black does? Oh, it's just black die. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, they can't do black on black, so it's white on black. Um, it's a disadvantage that she had from the previous check. So, yeah, Mel's going to do 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Let's do 15 damage and give everyone else an advantage. Okay. Guy falls over dead. Four guys remain. You all get a blue die. Yeah. Jim's gonna take a shot. One shot, one opportunity. <laughs> He's not gonna throw it away, hopefully. I'm spaghetti. Uh, so that's gonna be. Let's look here. And blaster. Uh, nine damage. Okay, guy falls over. Um, uh, and I'm going to give a disadvantage to one of the remaining guys. Okay, so there's two guys remaining. I shoot him. Go for it. Successes and two advantage, um, which means I do uh, 10, 11 damage. What Another one vicious, falls. What does vicious do again? That's the critical thing, right? Yeah, the vicious usually has a value, and that's how much you add to the uh, uh, mm -hmm. critical result if you trigger critical. Okay, uh, you cool. can trigger a critical by spending the number of advantage equal to your critical rating. Cool. Which you should do. Those criticals are awesome. Uh, I mean, he's already dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, never mind. So instead, I will clear my straight back to zero, because that seems just to be the thing to do. And it goes. And... This one decides it's going to shoot the nearest threat, which is Mel. Takes its gun, changes its configuration, barrel opens up wider, and shoots. Says three? Uh, two. Two? Three in melee. Hides behind a building, pulls forth this big old gun and changes the barrel configuration and lets it loose. Huh. That's interesting. How'd that work out for him? <laughs> Is oh, it oh. Um, no, I, I have a thing I can I can do with that. Oh, uh, you if he rolls a despair, I can reflect the blaster shot back at him. Except for it's not a blaster. It's oh. a grenade. Oh. Oh. 
I don't think I can reflect grenades. No, I don't think you want to strike the Not grenade either. <laughs> just like, just like grab it out of the air and throw it back at him. Like hit with the handle. Yeah, like the pom pommel, pommel reflect. Back. Wow. Yeah, do a tomahawk on it. Whap. <laughs> Sounds just like it blows up in his hand. And like kick it back to him. You can get a okay. bug hand. Yeah, I cannot reflect grenades. No. Maybe I don't have to though. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Could it just be a dud? <laughs> that would also be a valid interpretation of the result we got. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> uh, it just goes on past you and blows up. Jackie? Mimi! Um, that guy threw stuff at me and I covered, which means he was pretty close to my proximity. Yes. So I can take a melee action on him or a brawl if I use a half action to get up. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Gilbot drops her uh, weapon in her one of her compartments and she pulls out her big meaty or big metal fists. Big meaty. Would not be meaty. Um, and she goes, this is what you get for making me look lame. I did not say that Gilbot voice. Let me rephrase that. This is what you get for making me look lame. And she gives him a nice one-two punch in the sides there. Um, she's got a little practice with this. And I get advantage to this roll. Yes. Head equal ketchup packet. Splat. You go and you right into him. And what's your strength? My strength is... Let's find out. Where's it at, you guys? You know. Strain? No, strength? how much damage strength. you do with your fists? Oh, oh. Um, it's your brawn. Yeah. My brawn is two. Yeah. So you could do five. Plus every additional success, you get to do another one. Do you have vibra knuckles? No. I thought she uh, said something about getting vibra knuckles. That's the reason why I was asking. Yeah, let me look. I'll tell you what kind of knuckles I have. Um. No, I have brass knuckles. Yeah. Uh, Gilbot didn't roll any uh, challenge dice. Oh, I didn't. No. <laughs> yeah. You didn't roll two purples. <laughs> you had to go and say something. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a really good success. That's the question. I was going to say, it was also, really yeah, good. there's a D100 there. Yeah, it was the two D100s. D100, so she must have hit the D100 instead of the challenge dice. Correct. Mm. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Gilbots um, is for the first time feeling quite embarrassed and will use a destiny tie to reclaim her title as the strongest person in the team. That's the fourth die. That's the fourth die. You're the... <laughs> yeah. oh, it's the God. blue. <laughs> I haven't, I, we haven't played in a while. Okay, so two yellow, two green, one blue. Two purple. Two purple. No fourth die. Okay. <laughs> yeah! You punch him, hits him square in the chest, and he caves down. 
and falls back. Gilbot thinks to herself, P thought my hands were strong. He should have been crushed in my massive robot thighs. <laughs> there is no one around you right now, so what are you going to do? Um, get the out of the door. For the door. Yeah. Same. All right, you get to the door. How are you going to get in? This is time for our skull man. On the door. What, what? Is there a control panel on our side of the door? Yes. Then do we want to attend? Do, do we want Gilbot to use computers or me to use uh, Skullduggery to try and get our What's way in? My Skullduggery is two yellow and a green. Mine, uh, okay, mine is a yellow and three green. So I don't know. I don't know what's better. Is, is one yellow better than two green? Well, two heads are better than one. Me and Gareth could probably... I could assist Gareth doing Skullduggery. I have some Skullduggery if it's an ability that you can uh, combo <coughs> with people. I don't know. I'm trying to make some up here. Let's just smash it. I'm I'll pump. Smash. Help each other out. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how assisting works. Yeah, so right. Do it. What do I need to roll? Sure, I remember how assisting works in this system. Do you roll to assist me first, or do I roll and then you roll? That's assist. Use the best skill and best characteristic. So you have a skill of two yellow? Yes. And I have a characteristic of four. So it'd be two yellow and two green. Yep. Sweet. Uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, standard difficulty. So two? Two. You slice it. It goes, opens up and it kind of shreds a little bit and the door comes open. Go. Let's go. So we go inside. What do we find? You go inside, and the door closes abruptly behind you. And this is where we'll start off next. Oh, shit. Oh. This will be a good stopping point. Yeah. This will be a good stopping point uh, of y'all being inside the vehicle. Or inside the building. Uh, guys, if you're listening and you did type something, um, Jackie, Chris, and Ashley said hey, and they love you. Um... What's so. not to love? Jack, Jackie's our favorite, too. Yeah. So. You guys assume all those people love me. <laughs> I think uh, they said, Jackie, we love you. Uh, wow. Actually, Ashley says, I love the... <laughs> cool so. robot character is what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely the most lovable of all of the characters we have here. So um, I just want to establish that we're going to fully heal next session. Oh, no. We can take a short rest at the door, right? No. No. 
<laughs> for Jackie. Uh, all right, guys, if you're listening, uh, we were, we'll be taking a two-week break officially because we were talking about that in the middle of the show. Uh, and we'll be back, and you can figure out what's going to happen when we do that. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 See you next week. Or not next year. See you next year. See you next year. Die. (laughs) Everybody dies. New year, new character.